And the podcast will begin in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dennis Hoffilena. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you, you are most welcome. How are you, Dennis? I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. My God. Yeah. I've, I've heard so many nice, um, oh. funny things about <laughs> you. But we will talk about, if, if you don't mind sharing, no? I guess the one thing I forgot to ask you before we began the taping is what's off the table and what's on the table. But I guess we'll just have to find out as we go along. That's right. <laughs> right? So, um, don't uh, if you if you're if you're thinking uh, is there going to be an introduction? I actually did that already, so I already have the introduction set. Oh. So this is basically our conversation. But what intrigues me is I want to know. Who is Dennis Hofilena as a young boy? Dennis Hofilena as a young boy was, uh, I would say I was, I grew up in a pretty strict, you know, Catholic family. Went to boys' school. Where was this, where was, uh, where, where did you grow up? I grew up uh, in Caloocan. Ooh. And then moved to Marikina. That's, so, that's like, magkabilaan yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, we lived in Caloca and I went to school at Notre Dame mm-hmm. in Caloca. And then my grandparents decided to downsize, be closer to their one of their kids. So we lived in, in uh, SSS, SSS village. village, Olive Street. Right. No, not Olive, but Gold Street. Gold but I Street. I knew some people who uh-huh. lived on Olive um, and Phase 4. Olive and uh, Phase 3. Phase I don't three. think there was a Phase 4 back then. Was it Phase 3 and Phase... There Wait. was, uh, I think it was Rancho or something they called oh it. Oh my God, Rancho. Yeah, that's, yeah. 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 Where uh, Claret is. Maris. Maris Palak. Maris, yeah. So I had a... <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, Lasal. <laughs> Shout out sa mga taga Maris. Yeah. Sa may rancho, yeah. Right, right. right. They're next to Saints Gold. Yes. And then right. ano yung dulo na tinitigilan ng, ng mga jeep? Is it Panorama? Right. Panorama, yeah, di ba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dadaan sa olive, yeah. dere-derecho hanggang panorama. Right. And that's where all the buses and the yes. jeepneys stop. Yes. But that was... See, I remember my Marikina days. You're... Did you spend time in Marikina? I had a girlfriend in SSS Village, oh. and the mom wouldn't uh, allow me to see the girlfriend. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I I made friends with the neighbor, the Sari Sari store. Did she live in Olive? She lived in on Olive on Street. Olive? Uh-huh. And then what was the street, Jay? Yung kina maruha, yung yung after Peach, Peach, di ba? Oh, Olive. My, and then where Peach, my uncle lived. May tindahan. Yeah, oh my God! Right. See, I, I remember. It's a small world. Don't don't mention the girlfriend's name because I want. You. <laughs> no, I'll mention but that's, yes. no, no, no. That's no, that's where uh, my my uncle lived okay. on Peach Street. So that's, so that's uh, that's like the street parallel to Olive, right? right. And then yeah. the Esquinita, so you right. can just There's walk. Like a little, yeah. You cut across and then you and end then, up at the church. Yes, right? and then mm-hmm. that Esquinita right beside it. There's a Sari Sari store. That's yeah, where I, I would remember that. That's where yeah. I would hang out. So I was friends yeah. with the uh no, the Gachalians mm-hmm. on uh, on on Peach Street. Okay, so right. the Romel and Hazel Gachalian and the Orlinas. Oh. On Peach oh, Street. Yeah, the last name sounds familiar. Yes. But that's where my that's where my cousin still lives. See, small. Oh, yeah. So you and lived I, in SS. I, I did. Gold Street. I, which Gold Street is phase one. Phase one, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So So where where'd you go to school? Nung naglipat na kayo sa SSS? I, I finished high school sa Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah, so that I was schlepping every day. <laughs> I think I think I must might have been a sophomore when we moved. How many so, are you in the family? There's four. All boys. All boys. All boys. So two of us finished high school at Notre Dame. 
Uh, the other one finished high school in San Beda. Okay. And the other one finished, well, didn't finish high school, but he was attending Marist before we came over in 1984. Wait, the whole, the, the whole family migrated to the States, yeah, man? Yeah. All together? Yeah, all together at the same time. So, oh, my God. Sold the house, sold the car, gave away all my vinyl records. What? I know, right? Wait, so, so. you left you left the Philippines. You were in college, na, or high school? I already started working. I, read, I already started working uh, at the Ministry of Human Settlements when it was around back then. And, and when you left for the States, that was on a, on a petition? Yeah. My, my, mom, my mom and my grandparents, they had lived here since the 70s. Yeah. So we knew eventually we were coming over. Right. But by uh, 1984, my mom said, okay, boys, sell everything. You were single. We were all single. And you that ba- was the, bawal to get married. Exactly. That was the one thing. <laughs> you, my could, mom you couldn't do it. Yeah, do anything but get married. Because no. you can't. Because it's sira petition. Because you right. were all petitioned as single, single individuals. Children yeah. of American citizens. So, yes, yes, so we, yes. So we came in 84, all of us together. So, so. Panion, you had a girlfriend in the Philippines? Yes, yes. And I married her the following year. In the Philippines or here now? Here. Here. So how did she come here, tourist? She was, she was a tourist. She was. A, I, I, I made a vow to her. I made a vow to her when before I left in '84. I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to find a way to bring you here. That was 1984, and '84 uh, so you came here, mm-hmm. and then she, what's the name of your wife? The ex-wife. The ex-wife. <laughs> Marie. 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 So the ex-wife is Marie, and you brought her here in '85. Right. We got married in 85. Okay, so you were here. She was there. Mm-hmm. Now. For a whole year. Long distance LDR. It was, it was. And this was before email. Yeah, I was going to ask you. That's yeah. why I wanted to right. allude to this. Right. Papano ang LDR in 1984? How was a long distance relationship like in 1984? Snail mail. That's right. So every time I'd like, receive a letter from her, I'd respond right away. The following day. I'm at the post office dropping off the letter and then you have to wait another week Wala or so. phone card. There was a phone card. The funny thing is the phone card back then, you could... No, there was no phone card, but this was the beginnings of the phone card. Back so then, there were these, there were these uh, codes oh, yeah, that yeah, people yeah. would yeah. You know, give out. Oh my so God. So it's like, yeah, and because of the time difference, you know, I say oh, yeah. it's like it's evening here, it's morning there. Yes. I would like... And you and the code would only work on certain um, uh, providers. Company, yeah, yes. providers. There was GTE and Pacific Bell, Bell, oh, Pacific Bell and GTE. See, I know my phone companies. Yeah, so I worked for I worked for one of them before when you? I yeah when I came oh. here. Yeah. So yeah, I lived. We lived in LA or no in Alhambra. Okay. And then I and GTE was only available here. Right. West Covina. Right. So evening. 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, even 10 o'clock. Wow. I would find a phone booth, if you want to call it that. Yes. They don't even have them anymore, I think. So dial the code number, and I would call the ex-wife. Okay. And she was working at, of all places, PLDT. (laughs) (laughs) In the middle of the workday. In the middle of the workday. Like, babe, what you doing? Oh, my God. Working. So between... You know, between letter writing and uh, and the, you know the not the phone card but the, those codes. Yeah. So we survived a year. How about of telegram? That. Wala. 
No, no. RCPI. Or you can only fit so many yeah, words. Diba? Bra- break na tayo. Right. Break space na. Space tayo. That really. <laughs> really. So yeah, so you did that for a year. And then... Uh, uh, you were patient, huh? More patient when you're younger, I guess. Right. right? So, and then I, uh, a friend of ours, his dad owned a travel agency. And uh, he said, oh... You know, I'm not going to mention the name, yes. but this young actress and her mom were coming to the States. So she was able to get a visa under the, the guise of her Entourage. being this actress's PA. tutor. Oh, tutor. Tutor. <laughs> My God. So, so yeah, Galing. so we came in April of 84. She came in about August of 85. And you didn't waste time. No, because when your grandparents and parents are devout Catholics, you can't live in the apartment without the benefit of marriage. So did you go to Vegas or you got married here now? Got married here. In San Gabriel. Oh, close. At, at oh. St. Anthony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Church, yes, yes, yes. Just yes. the freeway. Oh, so my we, God. Lived, we lived in Alhambra at that time. Uh, and uh, we knew the parish priest in San Gabriel. So we would go to that church also. So yeah, November of 85, we got married. Did you have kids? We had kids two years later. How many? Uh, uh, the first one was born in 1987. Mm-hmm. And then we had twins two years later in 1989. What? So three, was, three. Three. So the all twins, girls. all girls. All girls. Oh my God, all you all boys. Exactly. So all my, boys. And yeah. then you had? All right, all girls. The crazy thing is my mom, who had four boys, had... Seven granddaughters and one grandson. Only one grandson. Wow. So I think my, my, my brother who had the son was traumatized after that. And it's like, that's it. One. one. <laughs> wait, so, wait, yeah. wait. Wow. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, that crazy? All boys went to boys school. Nagsakristan pa ako. It was an altar boy. Oh my yeah. goodness. And then it's like three girls. And you know what they say? It's like, were, were you a playboy back then? Were you a playboy? Let no, me. no. I'm some some people might disagree, you know, but I oh, think I was I was pretty good. I was a good I was a good boy. Okay. I was pretty silent. I was I was quiet. I was low key. You know? I was not one of the popular guys. Let's put it that way. You were, yeah, but you know that's how that's how it starts. Like in high school, I was low key, mm-hmm. and actually, no one knew that I was going to be part of a band. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my other guest. Wolf Hemora from the rock band mm-hmm. Wolfgang, which became the number one hard rock band in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kabachka's high school. No one would mm-hmm. suspect that right. that guy would form a rock band. So right. I, I can I can relate yeah. to. Okay, so mm-hmm. ex-wife. Bakit ex-wife? You guys are no longer together. We're no longer together. Yeah. In 1986. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, a, few, a few minutes. <laughs> no, we made it to about 2006. So that's like 21 years. And then, and then Mo- most of it was happy, you know. Towards, towards the end, it was you know it got Man. rocky, and you just become two different people. Right? You know? are, you, are, you da- are you dating now? I, I remarried. You remarried. I remarried three years ago. Congratulations. We're still, we're still thank you. We're still talking to each other. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah. She still finds me funny. I still put up with her annoyances and all, right? But see, that's the thing you find out. You know, the second time around, probably Mm. it's like, okay, I made this mistake. You know, and. uh, Third third time's a charm, naman. Ah, well. 
So I got married in the Philippines, mm-hmm. got annulled, mm-hmm. got married again in the Philippines, mm-hmm. took my ex-wife to the States with me, mm-hmm. nine years and ten months, mm-hmm. and then she realized that she really couldn't put up with me. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was blaming the first wife and the second <laughs> wife, and I was playing the victim until mm-hmm. I realized that oh, that was so narcissistic of me. Mm-hmm. And then when the third wife came along, before the third wife came along, I made my peace with God. Mm-hmm. And I said, Lord, just bless me with someone I could love. And I just pressed that reset button. Right. And seven years into my marriage, I have all of this. And I'm oh. a very supportive wife. So right. kudos to God. I know. Lord, right. if you're... Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Lord. And thank you to my wife. <laughs> this message is brought to you by the Archdiocese. <laughs> Speaking of Archdiocese, I'm going discover naman sa intro voice was the Archdiocese of um, Ilocos, of oh, Lawag. Really? Archdiocese of Lawag. Oh. I think they wanted to get the cheapest band <laughs> for a fundraising. But we turned out, nag-click kami sa, il, sa Lawag, oh. kay Father Rock. So, Father Rock Bonoan, uh, if you're listening, thank you very much. We owe our career to you. Oh, okay. And we went back and went right. back. And nakapagpatayo na mas malaking simbahan sa... So oh, you Lawag. gave back. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, hindi kami nanningil ng talent fee. Right, right. But the fans, you know, they were right. they were there. So anyway, back to you. So okay. So you had a girl and then you had twins. Mm-hmm. And how was life in the states? How was life in the states? Let's talk about oh, yeah. you and your new bride. Oh, okay. Well, that's Let's that go only, back. No, no, no. No, 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 the first the first oh. bride. So, oh. nandito na kayo sa states. Right. Now, when you say moved into the apartment, both of you lived with your parents, parent. Uh, we were living at the boys. We're yeah. living with me and my brothers. We're living with my grandparents in a two-bedroom apartment in Alhambra. <gasps> right. So there was four of us. Okay. And my grandparents. Six. So, right. Six. Right. So we weren't there for very long. So yes. after we got married, a few months later, we moved to LA. Right. But that was 1985. Right. So. A few months after I came, what were you to, doing now? What was your job at this time? I was a reservations manager already at a, at a hotel already. Yeah. So yeah. okay, yeah. so during your first year, because mm-hmm. I want to get to that. That's mm-hmm. that's one topic we have to talk yeah. about. Then. <laughs> so on your first year, when your your now ex wife, mm-hmm. your first wife wasn't mm-hmm. here yet, mm-hmm. you applied for a job. I applied for a job three months after. Doing what you normally do, being a going to Universal, going to Disneyland. Yeah. It's like okay, time to find a job. That's right? you know my 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 aunt gave me a week. A week? Yes, she okay. bought a bought uh-huh. me a plane ticket uh-huh. and made me feel like a tourist for a week. And uh-huh. actually, after that, she that's said, "You it? better find a job." No. Yes. That's too soon. So I go, Auntie, I have a tourist visa. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> go find a job. <laughs> Oh, that's harsh. That's harsh. So but anyway, no, I did. Yeah. Uh, I came in April, and by June, I was bored out of my mind. And oh, you uh, were bored out. Was, so no one, bored. no one, no one pushed you to. No fight. one pushed us. Yeah, no one wow, pushed us. Wow, lucky but, you. But we were like, uh, you know, what do you do now? We went. We've been to Universal. We went to Disneyland. Right. Uh, but it was time to find a job. So I said, what? What do I do? My degree was in mass communications. You know, I, I don't have the face for TV, 
I don't even have the voice for so radio. So why do you, why do you, uh, you take up mass communication? I wanted, uh, originally I wanted to take up journalism, and then I shifted to a broader field, which was mass communications. But what, uh, I liked the production side of things. So what was, was, what was the dream of 20-plus-year-old <laughs> Dennis? Oh, just to be, just to either be working in, uh, in newspapers really? as a journalist, maybe. Uh, behind the scenes on TV or radio, I was more I was more interested in the behind the scenes. That's why when I came here, I was more interested in Universal than ah. than than the rides at Disneyland. Yes, like, you yes. Know, how, how do they make magic? Yeah. You know? oh. So I wanted twenty three year old Dennis when I came yes. here wanted to work behind the scenes. So I was looking for a job, and you know, I went to ABC and NBC, and quickly found out. This isn't going to work. It's like everybody, everybody and their brother and their dog wants to be behind the camera or in front of the camera. There's too much, Were there too too much competition. Were, was, was there, aside from competition, was there politics? Did you feel politics? Like you had no. to be a fan of some, somebody. No, I didn't feel that. I didn't go very far. Oh, okay. you, know? <laughs> you send the application, yes, you don't yes, get a call yes, back. Yes. So I said, well, let's just see what's out there. Right. You know, so I was walking on La Cienega Boulevard. There was a hiring office and there were pictures of what looked like hotels. So hiring office meaning an uh, agency? No, it was just... Uh, not uh, even? No, because the hotels I eventually worked for, they weren't even open yet. This was the... This was in 1984. The LA Olympics was right. happening. Right, yes, yes. Uh, I think the Olympics were in July. Mm-hmm. And I started work. I was looking in like June. Oh, wow! So the hotels weren't open yet, so they had to hire. They had to rent yeah. an office, and I was walking on La Cienega. It's like these looks like hotels. That, you know, it's like, all right. Wait, wait, wait! I'll time out, this, huh? Yeah. But why? Why did it catch your attention? See, because because twenty three year old Dennis wanted to know what was going on behind the scene. That's why right. he took up mass communication. Yeah. But if you were walking on La Cienega, mm-hmm. what? piqued your curiosity to actually check openings for hotel? Just the visual. Really? <laughs> Just the visual. Really? My mind wasn't really, okay, you oh. got to find something behind the camera. You got to work right. in radio. You got to do this. No, I wasn't, I wasn't dead set on that because this was early on. My, my, my thought was, this is your first job, not your last job. Right, you just, you just get your feet wet. Yeah, kinda. get your feet wet, you know, earn your wings kind of thing. So I saw the visual, you know, hotels. Okay. So they had a list of openings there. Front desk clerk, housekeepers, kitchen help. Uh, and then I said, what should I apply for? You know, so I said, because I think my, you know, let, let's see, maybe front desk or maybe oh, they had an opening. What is this? PBX operator. PBX, like the yeah. phone. And mind you, there was no... The PBX saying. system. PBX is like yeah. this, you know, yes. like a little board. Where you switchboard. Yeah. It's a yeah. switchboard. It's yeah. a switchboard, really. So I applied for that. So I'm like filling out this application. And then there is these uh, older Filipina ladies who came up to me and said, Anong ina-applyan mo? It's like, PBX operator. And then they just like discouraged me and said, Bakit? PBX operator, hindi ka matatanggap dyan. It's huh? like, you have an accent. You just got here. Kadarating mo lang. So I said, so ano dapat, what should I apply for? Well, mag-apply ka in housekeeping. What? And, or the kitchen. Oh my like, God. What? I mean, no offense to those no, working, no, no. those jobs, right? No. But, 
Why? Why? How do you feel when? How do you feel when they were discouraging you? I was just taken aback. You know, I didn't. I wasn't like super upset at them or anything like that. I was just taken aback and like, wait a minute. You know, I'm like 23. You know, just got here. So, Shampra, you're still idealistic yes. and all that. Even if I didn't want, you know, if I really, I, even if I just really wanted to be, you know, behind the camera and all that. So I applied for it, and they, I got hired. <laughs> I got hired answering the phones. How was the uh, interview process like? Uh, did, I, I mean, did they did did they even kind of profile your accent or? No, no, I I didn't feel that. Although, although I didn't feel that, except that I think coming in, uh, you know, I I had less of an accent, I guess, or it wasn't as pronounced as others. But I didn't have an American accent, right? You know, but uh, it's like Puerdina. Do you know what the Eagle Rock accent is? The Eagle Rock accent? Do you guys know what the Eagle Rock accent is? What's the Eagle Rock accent? So the Eagle Rock accent is every vowel, regardless of A, A, E, O, U, A, E, I, O, U, it has to be pronounced E, 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 E. That's the Eagle Rock accent. E, 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 E. Hey, where are you going? Oh, really? Oh my God! Ito mga novels, guys. Um, I just had to say that because I normally go to the Eagle Rock Plaza in Eagle Rock, and all these fresh off the boat Filipinos. That's why I decided not to let go of my accent because I would hear them and, "Hey, Peke, where where is your shell? Area and tear." No, we're not on tour. <laughs> but I do not know that. But Eagle but rock accent. I mean, because mm-hmm. that's I mean, Eagle Rock is right. Filipino yeah, yeah. county, right? right? Right. Or West Covina, for that mm-hmm. matter. But when you're at Seafood City or mm-hmm. Island Pacific or any right. place where there's Filipino and there mm-hmm. are these kids who are fresh off the boat mm-hmm. or even their moms. Mm-hmm. Again, no offense to all of you, but if that's you, I mean, shout out. Listen to how they talk. The, mm. the vowels just disappeared hmm. from a e e o. It becomes e e e e e e e e e e. I'll note it. Maybe I'll pay a visit. But but you know right? It's like hey Dennis, how are you? Hey Dennis. No, that's Pinoy. That's Pinoy, right? But pag na Eagle Rockish kana. Dennis. Dennis. What's up, Dennis? No, what's up? What's up? <laughs> it's so flat. Right? I don't know. That's, no. Anyway, so, so yeah, they, did, they did profile your accent. No, they, I, I didn't get that feeling. You know, I was just Good. lucky. I was just lucky to have something. No. I was just lucky to have a job. Uh, it, was, it was minimum wage. Ooh, what was you minimum know, wage back, back in 1984? 1984, it was $5.25. Do you have any idea how much is it now? I think I know January 2020 how much do you 15? think it is 15 15 yeah. right yeah I know the you know some of the kids at the office are at like 15 and my my daughter one of my daughters who got her first job in advertising I asked her how much she was making I'm like what you're making how much it it took me it took me a long time to make that much and she's like dad that was I a know. long time ago I know, you know so that was that time. was my first job graveyard even really? I worked 11 p.m. To 7 a.m. Answering the phones. To practice your accent. I, yeah, yeah. Were your, boss, well, were your bosses Caucasians? Yes. 
Yes. Yeah, they were Caucasian. No, so ra- guess, no racism, no nothing. I didn't feel that. I didn't nice. feel that. Yes, I'm lucky. I'm lucky in that sense. Uh, if there ever was, you know, it just went over my head. That's great. So, yeah, it was, you know, 11 to 7 was, was tough. I, would, I didn't have a car for the uh-huh. first few months. I would just take the bus and I would walk from uh, Fairfax Avenue to near La Cienega where the hotel was. Wow. And you would you would you know you would walk on sunset and you'd come across like prostitutes and you know, crazy people. Especially on Hollywood Boulevard. I mean and I don't sunset, know. Yeah. I really don't know the area. Mm, wink, wink. <laughs> like, take the bus from like mid Wilshire, which is where we used to live. And then take the bus. Which the part of Mid Wilshire? I'll guess. Mid Wilshire. Is it Ardmore? Is it Kingsley? Mm-hmm. Is no. it uh, started is it, we started is it Hoover? Rampart. Rampart, see, Katabe, Near Tommy's. Yes, oh, that's where we used the to original live. Tommy's. The original Tommy's, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I would catch a bus somewhere around there, and I'd get, yes. off, get off on Fairfax, and then I would walk from wow. Fairfax to La Cienega wow. to get to the office at 11 p.m. Wow. Uh, yeah, so, and at that time, 11 p.m., People are starting to leave message. No, pick up their messages. And there was no voicemail. Yes. So the shift working ahead of me, they had to handwrite right. everything. You know. So when people, can I get my messages? Okay. Now let's talk about the hotel that you work for. What, was, what hotel was this? Oh, this was the Sunset Marquee. I was there for... The Sunset Marquee. The famous Sunset Marquee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, at this time, were the villas there already? The villas were there. There, there's two sets of villas. The first, this is the by the pool villa. Right. Yeah. The first uh, four villas were opened, probably in the eighties, you know, and they used to be residential houses. Yes. The the hotel itself was the original hotel was a three story, what looks like an apartment mm-hmm. thing, and then uh, the ownership bought the house next to it. Right. And then the house next to it, and then the house behind it. And they put a swimming pool in there, and uh, so that swimming pool that is actually surrounded by the by other villas, villas, right? And that the wasn't, cabanas. Yes, that wasn't there before. That was not there before. Those were houses, and oh. uh, one of the one of the houses that was first bought was the Barrymore estate. Oh, so this Drew Barrymore's uh, yeah. grandfather's yes. estate. Now, so yeah, here's my question: When you when you um, got the job at the Marquis. Mm-hmm. Did you know the history of the place? Was it the as what as what we know it now? I mean, to to those who don't know what the marquee is, it became a staple for what? Right, it's it's a staple for the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. You know, people in uh, music, right? People in film, yes. People in television, uh, people in publishing, the fashion industry, advertising. That the sunset evolved from sleepy two-and-a-half, three-star hotel uh, into a four-star uh, villas and suites that it is now. It's even bigger than it was before. So when you were there, mm-hmm. what was its uh, stature? It had already hit its stride as, uh, well, when I first got there in 87, it wasn't quite, you know, there was no bar. We, right. We had a very tiny bar, and it was just like, a bar for like, you know, it was a banquet and stuff. So really small corner. Uh, wow. But it didn't have the restaurant that it has wow. now and the spa. 
But already when I got there in 87, there were already uh, entertainers who were staying there. It was already known in the industry. So, the guy, the, 20, the 23-year-old guy <laughs> who wanted to take up mass communication right. because he was interested in the behind the scenes mm-hmm. of whatever was going on, finds himself as a PBX operator at a hotel that actually caters to the entertainment industry, right. the media industry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, And it, so you were seeing behind the scenes that yeah, yeah. other people weren't right. seeing. Yeah, yeah. And especially uh, Graveyard, that's where the magic happens. Yeah. Well, that's the where first, the magic happens. Well, before the sunset, I was oh. at what is now the Mondrian Hotel. So okay. th- that's, I was just PBX operator for uh, three months. And then after PBX, what did you become? My boss said, I think we're promoting you to reservationist. He, he wasn't even sure. No, he was he he was sure. Oh. He he was sure. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> because I've only been here three months. I've only been here three months. I'm fresh off the plane. You know, I said, I don't even know how to get from LAX to the hotel. Right. So he said, No, you know, you'll be fine. He trusted me. Reservations, so, yeah, huh? To reservations. I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. So I would tell people coming out of LAX, because I didn't know the ins and outs of it, I'd say, when you come out of LAX, just go straight Century Boulevard and make a left on La Cienega. And yeah, La Cienega will, will take, take you there, yeah. all the way until it dead ends on Sunset Boulevard. Yes. Make a right turn, and you'll see a building that looks like a giant Rubik's Cube. That's the hotel. So, so I was in reservations for about seven months. Okay. So I'm answering the phone. And I'm answering Wait, the phone. Wait, when you became reservations, mm-hmm. you were off the graveyard shift. I was off the graveyard shift. And, and was, was uh, seven to three. was your ex-wife already in the States at that time? She was already at, in the States. Pregnant? She came, uh, no, not yet. We had just gotten married in 80. Oh, so good things were happening, for, huh? For two years. For two years, yeah. <laughs> Two years, it, it was it was good, but uh, yeah, I was working normal. Right, normal I mean, got a promotion, got the wife, yeah, got the new apartment, yes, got yes. the car, yes, Aww. yes, yeah, got got a brand new car from a Filipino dealership that really? is no longer wow. here. That kind of folded. So you were kind of living the life now, no? Yeah, and and I thought, you know what? If <clears> I was in the Philippines, I don't know that I would have had the car, right? I would have uh, gotten a job in a hotel where you see a Robert Downey, mm. a young Robert a young Downey, Robert Downey, a young Madonna, yes, a young Sarah Jessica Parker. Was yeah, was uh, at that time was Madonna like a virgin? Yeah. She was in her like, <laughs> I don't know if she was, but uh? she was in the like a virgin, uh-huh. uh, you know, phase right. of her career. And Robert Downey was, you know, this was way before yeah, yeah, yeah. that and stuff. So I'm like. I, I don't think that I would have had this if I was in the Philippines. So, but you were in the reservations working the mm-hmm. day shift, mm-hmm. and now okay, okay. So, were you talking to their agents also? Yeah, yeah. I was I was talking more to their travel agents. Travel they, agents. You know, uh, companies like Universal and NBC they have a travel department, so right. they would just call and say, you know, I'd like to book a reservation for X celebrity, and I'm just happy to take it. You know. And uh, but I thought it was it was very interesting talking to to agents in different cities. You know, you talk to people in London because they're making a reservation for Pierce Brosnan or whatever, and they're like, "Wow, 
You know, they have an accent and everything. Wow, they're like you don't. So right. yeah, I have a Filipino <laughs> accent, and there's the British. Thing. Right, right, Whoa, right, right, right. They think I have to ratchet up my accent game. Oh. So I thought that was pretty fun talking to. You know, to me, they were just like regular people. Though in my head, it's like, oh, I just got a booking for Robert Downey and, oh you know, God. all that. So so I did that for about a year, and then I got promoted to reservations manager oh, in, okay. in, a, in a sister hotel. So I right. thought, I'm, I'm lucky to be a manager within like a year of getting right. my first job and right. a new car and able to, you know, have a wife, no kids yet. Yeah, so you left the marquee. Uh, no, this was uh, still at the Mondrian. Oh, and oh, oh, I, oh, And then I got... Uh, oh, my God. They transferred me over to what is now the Chamberlain. Yes. In, it's still in West Hollywood, just uh, one block down. So I, I toiled there for like a year. I was still... Re- I was reservations manager, but that's when, you know, that's when I first heard of being a musician yourself, like yeah. Jimmy Jam and Terry yes. Lewis. Yes. Like, Wow. You know, this was before the Janet Jackson, yes. you know, Miss Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, kind of phase. So, so yeah, so so I did that for a year, and then uh, in 1987, the Sunset Marquee called, and I knew someone, the front office manager, said, "Do you want to come over as reservations manager?" So here's my question: What made you a hot shot? Why would why why would people call you? Why would people promote you? What were you doing differently? Because remember, the these old Filipino right. accent, <laughs> these these old Filipinos actually put you down, right? Right. After mm-hmm. three months, you got promoted, mm-hmm. and then you're now you're being pirated after two mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. What? What made you unique? The accent, really, or was it the personality? Which one? I think or both? Was, no, I think I think it was both. You know, I think I think it was a personality because they I think they found me engaging. Because, and uh, I, well, the accent, you know, mm. someone said, I can't place the accent. Are you Canadian? Nice. Like, no, <laughs> not even. Why say A? Eh? Eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I think, I think they found me easy to talk to. Mm. And I wasn't like starstruck or anything. So it was like pretty easy. I, you know, take reservations and then I would ask questions like, oh, you're calling from London. What's the weather like? Right. You know, it, I, I just find like common ground with people. Like if they mention a sport that they like, I'll pick that up and use that as a conversation point or, or one of the bullet points in, in making conversation with them. Yeah. So I think, you know, and I found it interesting. I thought this is really cool because here's me, 20 something year old Dennis with the accent. Yes. And I'm talking to people in New York. New York. With their New York no, accent. Uh, yeah, and the Canadians with their A's, A's. and uh-huh. the, the Brits you right. know, with their formal accent. I'm and like, a bloody uh, yeah. tasteful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bloody hell. And, bloody hell. And, uh, you know, I thought this is, this is pretty cool because I found, I found myself learning right. from them also. Because if it wasn't the weather, I'd talk about what's going on in London, what's going on with Meghan and Harry. You know, things like that or sports. And they found that they would remember me for that, you know, and they, they, they would remember me. So next time they would call the hotel, they'd ask for me. And I think it, it got back to my bosses. It mm. got back to the sales, uh, the director of sales. and uh, So you had nothing to do with sales? Not at first. Wow. Because in reservations, you just wait for the phone to ring. Right. Right. But in sales, you have to make the phone ring. 
Here's my question though. In reservation, are you allowed to go for the upsell? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. did, you would do that? I would do that. There I would you do go. that. Sometimes I'd ask them, you know, if, if mom and dad are coming, uh, see, are coming with kids? See? Those yeah. things, right? Exactly. You're not leaving money on the no, table. No, no sir. No. Now, was that innate or did you train for that? Was that something you know uh, you had? I think... I think it's partly there. You know, I think I've always been a chatterbox. You know, and because of that, you're able shy. to get more information yeah, to yeah. as ammunition. People don't believe me. I'm really shy. You know, they think I no. will talk to anything that moves. You know, but I'm really shy. Uh, but on the phone like that, and you're talking to travel agents, especially if they're nice. Yeah. You know, and then uh, you know they're they're engaging you, mm. the five minute conversation one minute of a conversation you know five, a five minute conversation one minute might be about work right. and their guest the next four four or five minutes are about everything else their kids you know the city they That's work, true. work in and all that so i think that kind of set this whole sales thing up uh that uh i was at sunset as reservations manager for about four years and then i went to the peninsula Beverly Hills to open it. And uh, I was one of the first 10 employees at Peninsula Beverly Hills when it opened in 1991. Why did they get you? Uh, because I was, I was a pretty good reservations manager. You know, I think, uh, I think with me, it's, uh, there's a credibility that I bring to the table. There's a sincerity in my voice. Mm. And I'm not just that slick, you know, yeah. salesperson. You're not just a number. Right. So I'm not just, you know, come and right. stay with us. Our right. hotel is nice. Right. So, yes, I was there. But uh, after nine months at uh, Peninsula, I came back to Sunset because they wanted to, me to be a sales manager. And in the progression of things, you know, from res manager to sales manager, I thought that was pretty cool. So, yes. uh, so I had a list of travel agencies and companies that I normally talk to. And then I called them up and say, hey, I'm, you know, Manager now. <laughs> so yeah, anybody coming here, just give me a call. And I think, yeah, uh, I'm not the hard sell kind of guy. Yes. You know, I'm just... Uh, You're just I, available if they need you. I'm a good sounding board. and <laughs> but, but that's what it's supposed to be, right? But I'm, I'm just uh, impressed that, because not everybody has that attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Um, asking those second level, third level questions. Right. Yeah. Like when you ask, is mom and dad coming? That equates to, we need another, we might need right. another room. Right. We might need an yeah. extra bed. Yeah. We might need blah, yeah. blah, blah. Right. To them, it's just, oh, this person is so empathetic and right. caring. And, yeah. And, yeah. You, and you don't make it sound salesy. No. You make yeah. it sound, you, 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 there's that sincerity that right. comes out. So how is this translating at home? Oh, Coming up uh, during my early career, yeah. uh, on my way up the ladder, yes, it was a little difficult because when you, uh, you know, when uh, when I started doing sales and started traveling, uh, my kids were maybe two years old. Kids, you say the twins uh, are the, two. The twins were eight and nineteen. The eldest was four. The twins were about two years old. Wow! So I was in sales, which required a lot of traveling, and I was determined to be director of sales and marketing. I I, I didn't want to be general manager because that's a little too much for me. But I wanted to be sales and marketing. Uh, so it it entailed me traveling 
almost every other month. What was your wife saying? Uh, not much, but she gave me the looks. It's like, what? You're traveling you, again? Right. So how do you deal yeah. with that? And the reason, the reason mm-hmm. why, I'd like, there, we, have, we have listeners who are mm-hmm. musicians, who are in relationships, who are with, with people who don't understand what mm-hmm. they do. Right. I mean, unfortunately, half of that ends in a divorce or a yeah. separation. Actually, more than half. Right. But what do we know? We're young, right? It yeah. happened to me too and all that. Yeah. I mean, now mm-hmm. I know better. But mm-hmm. in your case, how is the conversation like with your wife? I know she'd give you the look. Mm. But I'm imagining she giving you the look while pointing to the kids going. Oh, yeah, that's right. right? There's like three kids. Right. What, four, like, what, four what the heck? Two. You're going you're gonna to leave right. all these kids yeah. with... Was she yeah. working or... She, after the twins came, she stopped working for about a year. You know, because what do you, what do you pay for? What, you know, what you make? Yeah. Goes to the nanny. Goes to the nanny. So, so she, she stopped working for a year and then came back later but then that's when my ascent up the sales and marketing ladder started but you know my my thing was i have to provide for you that's my job mm. you know my my job is to get the best job possible to provide provide for you guys you know so i was hoping you know she prob- part of her probably understood that but part of her probably maybe resented that because yeah. i would be gone for a week at a time every other month and she had three screaming kids right. To, to deal with were you were you consciously ignoring it because you had your eye on the career well the eye on the prize was always there you know and I would explain it I would explain it but you know maybe maybe we could have communicated better you know but I I was just focused on wanting to be director of sales at the Sunset Marquee and how much did you ask her what she wanted to be no yeah okay that's bad bad i know but i thought it was it was my job it was my prime duty to provide to provide for them i just did not want to be sales manager i wanted to be a very good sales manager and eventually become director of sales and marketing Mm. so uh, so you wanted your frustration was it was i want you to understand that i'm doing this for us Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think I think most of us have that mentality. Most of mm-hmm. us males right. have that yeah. mentality. Yeah. And in in hindsight, you know, that's you know, it's maybe that's that contributed. Yeah. Among other things, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. But you know, to be away for for a week and she had three three kids to take care of. And then pag uh, parang nothing. And I would come home late sometimes, uh-huh. you know, because you're, you're entertaining clients. And I bet taking... you would even tell her you're tired, even help out. Oh, yeah. When, when I get... Oh, my God! <laughs> on, on Saturday morning, yeah. it's like, oh. But no, there was a lot of entertaining. In, yes. in, uh, you know, in addition to traveling every other month, uh, there was a lot of entertaining mm. at, at work. Right. You know, dinners with clients, because that's part of the job. That's part of the job. You know, Representation, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I was, I was able to do that, but it did take its toll, I think. Uh, you know, in hindsight, maybe it's surprising that it took that long. I know, I was going to ask you, that's my next question. How come? 16, 21 years. Was it because of the kids? I don't want to put the blame on the kids, you know. No, no, I mean, was it because of the kids? That's why you stayed 21 years uh, together? Probably. You know, there was probably that. And Who we, called it quits? 
she it was her decision Good to, to move on Good and job. you know i wanted uh, you know she says you know i'm 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 40 now you know i still have a ways to go is she happily know? married also yeah she has remarried the funny thing is she's remarried to a guy who has twin kids. oh yeah so they we have twins He had twins, so they're like a Brady bunch. Oh, yeah. you guys are in good terms. Oh yeah, we're we're in we're in good terms. Well, now we are, right? But that took some time. Yeah, you know, I would say it took maybe about four years for me to get. But over. at least, di ba me? Yeah, me ganon. Yeah. Ako yeah. rin ganon eh. Like now, I'm I'm, I guess I'm better. I'm a better friend to my exes. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm a better friend to my exes, and I'm a good husband to my to my wife. Right. Parang ganon. Yeah, yeah. So it, I think it all it's works just, out. Yeah, I think I don't regret anything that that I've done because I think all the decisions we make were the right decisions at that time. So, at that time. Now you're happily married. I'm ha- yeah, I didn't think I would remarry. How did that happen? Uh, I got involved in my faith. I got involved in the charismatic prayer renewal movement. Yeah. High five. High five. Because when, yeah. when you put everything in order, right? no? Yeah. Yeah. When you put God first, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's you know I was I was actually in between jobs at that time because I had Yun just pa. left. Oh I my God! Left, I had left Sunset oh, wow. in 2009, and wow. I took a 10 minute, 10 ten month break. I said, "Okay, I'll use this, yeah, yeah, I'll use this time to play golf, hang out with my brothers." I even thought of maybe I should go home to the Philippines, open a hotel or a resort. Wow. And then I said, no, maybe not, because I'm not so sure about the politics there. Of course. And, you know, oh, and I didn't want to deal with that. So I, I took a 10-month break, and then a friend of mine said, hey, you live around here? Well, every Friday we uh, we meet at this church, St. Columban Church. There you go, shout out. Shout out. And the group uh, is called Household of Faith. Uh-huh. You know, and I had no idea. I've heard of the charismatic prayer movement, but I had no idea. You know, so I, I I came in without any judging. I came in on a Friday night. My friend was there, and the first half hour was like praise and worship. Right. I'm like, oh, this is fun. Okay. You know, the songs <laughs> yeah. were upbeat. Yes, like, yes, ah, yes, yes. Cool. No judgment there no either. No judgment. That yeah. was the biggest thing. There was no judgment, and I can't remember the topic, but uh, one of uh, so I went on a Friday, and then uh, and then I. I was I had perfect attendance every Friday for like a year. Wow! And uh, and I had you were single. I was single. I had uh, we were we hadn't officially divorced yet. Right. My ex-wife and, and you I, weren't looking. We were, I wasn't looking. I thought you know marriage is I'm, probably I'm not for not me. Not for me. I'm done. Yeah. I want to do things when I want, whenever right. I want. Freedom. Exactly. Yeah. So I was that for like uh, maybe. Uh, Maybe a couple of years, and then uh, when I got involved with church, I had all these friends who were all married, you know. And then somehow, although I wasn't looking, I said maybe it would be nice if I met someone in the church Good because place. then we'll have we'll have something in common. Yes, you know. So uh, so yeah, and and one of their friends was my my wife right now. So <laughs> I just I was just at our friends. Uh, One of their house, uh, their house, and I saw their wedding picture, and I said, "Who's that one bridesmaid?" And they said, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that, that's, that's Ella." I said, "Have I met her?" No, no, but she comes every other time. So they set me up. Wow. They, they set her up with me, and at first she never, she didn't like me. Why? 
maybe because of the baggage that I was bringing and to the, the accent table and the accent, oh, yeah. even if it was slightly <laughs> less. But you know, persistence wins. Yes, out. yes. You know, she might not have liked me at first, but I guess that's when the good guy in me of like. You know, I would accompany her to her doctor's appointments. Uh-huh. She was deftly afraid of doctors and okay. needles. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was 2010 when I met her. And then... Uh, Age gap? Seven. Seven and a half years. Wow. Yeah. She's never been married. No wow. kids. No kids. So I brought the baggage. I brought all the baggage. Married, kids, you know, student loans. And oh all my that. God. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, as it relates to my work yeah. now, I don't travel as much. I still work in hotels, but I don't travel as much. And you still do what you want to do. Uh, and you have, yeah. a, you have a, your wife very supportive. Of yes, what she's you, very supportive. Are well, you supportive of what she does? Too? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've I, learned. I, exactly. <laughs> you don't learn, man. But she, uh, she had a cancer scare back in uh, mm. 2014. And uh, so she had double mastectomy. Right. But... Most of the decisions, if not all the decisions, were solely hers. I would have my input. You know, I would, you know, she would ask me about the procedure, et cetera, et cetera, and I would give my opinion. But at the end of the day, it was her decision. You know, it's her body. How did it and, uh, feel on your part? Was it like, was it stressful? My mom yeah. died of cancer. Oh, so, no, sorry to hear. So every time I hear the word uh-huh. cancer, I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't want to go through that. Yeah, yeah, no, it hit us like a rock. You know, she just went for... Uh, a standard, routine, yeah. routine mastectomy, mm-hmm. and then they said, you know, you have to come back because it's not quite clear. Wow. You know, so, so they did an uh, like an MRI and all that, mm-hmm. and I knew right away this can't be good because when they have you come back like that. Yeah. So yeah, so the moment they said that she had early stage, you know, stage one cancer. But I put no, in the lung. Yeah, that was that was a good thing, uh, and uh, and fortunately she had good friend who knew someone at Cedar sinai mm. and her sister pardon me who is uh, a doctor said better get both taken out yeah those, those two babies of yours get them <laughs> taken out not just one yep don't take yeah. the chance anymore exactly diba? exactly why so give had, them a space yeah so they uh, they they took them both out that was 2014 so we wanted to get married earlier but uh, we kind of delayed that because of, of, of the cancer and then we got married in uh, 2016 yeah. Congratulations! Oh, thank you. Yeah, so, I do wow. think I would get six years again. na in remission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six years, and life is good. Life is good. You know, like I said, work. I don't have to. It's a, a little less stressful now because I don't have to manage egos. Right. Uh, I still work for a hotel. I love what I do. That's the most important thing. You know, you have to love what you do. You have to. Pa- you have to have the passion. Do you still you have do. the passion? I do. I do. I still like, I still like talking to uh, companies, the travel managers, asking what, what they need. A big part of what I do really is a lot of it is listening. Yes. You can't just be talking and it's yes. all about you. Yes. Oh. You know, so. Please repeat that because. Yeah. A lot of it is talking, uh, listening, and it's not all about you. Mm. You know, when I talk to a client, you have to ask them what's, what's the number one need. Yeah. You know, what, what is your decision going to be based on? Is it the location of the hotel? Is it the rate? Is it the amenities? What are you looking for? So based on that. So you're, you're pretty much wanting them, to, wanting them to talk so that you can profile them and mm-hmm. actually give them something that will be of value right. to yeah. them based exactly. on what they need, exactly. not on what you want to push because you're going to make a commission oh, or yeah. a bonus. Right, right. And to me, that's the last mm. thing. You know, I, yeah. I, I want... I want 
the client to be happy. So I'm not just going to give them a rate. You know, it's not it's not all about the rate because you can get a rate, but if they're not if they're not happy with your property because you don't have a swimming pool, they might be looking for a swimming pool. You know, they they want a 24 hour room service, and if you don't have that, that's all for naught. You know, so you you have to really find out. You know. Uh, what, what it is they really want. So, so you have to listen yes. to their needs. Now, um, I have to go back to the past, mm-hmm. back to 84, 85. <laughs> Where were your parents? Cause My parents were here. But you said you were with grandma. Yes, yes. And then four, four uh, mm-hmm. you and the, f- the other three sibs. Mm-hmm. Right. Where were your parents living? Uh, well, my, uh, my, my mom came in 1970. Mm. And then my ma, uh, my grandparents came in about seventy four. Yeah. So your dad, my dad, uh, my dad was uh, my my mom and my dad. They had divorced. Uh-huh. But my ma, uh, my dad, we weren't we weren't sure when we left in eighty four. We knew he was in the Philippines because he would turn up every now and then. So you were and never close to your dad. No, no, because when they broke up, I was ten. So that was wow. about nineteen, or I was seven. I was wow. seven. So. Uh, we didn't know where where he was, you know. So, props to my grandparents yes. for taking us in. Yes. Props to my mom. Yes. For going it alone, pretty much alone. Wow. So she came in 1970. She was a piano teacher, and she okay. was a tourist. She was a tourist, and then uh, eventually, when Ronald Reagan, I think, gave yes. amnesty in 1980, she, 80, was it 80, 84, 84, or, or maybe it was even 80. before that. I know she was. I know she was paying immigration attorneys and all that. Mm. But uh, I think it might have been in the 80s. Or in yes, the 80s. it was in the 80s because my aunt was also a beneficiary of that Ronald Reagan right. uh, amnesty. Yeah. So yeah, so she did that alone. She worked. She worked. Uh, she worked at uh, at a bank. She worked at a department store. Two jobs. Uh, at at first, just a department store and teaching piano. Mm. Uh, and my mom was a senorita, you know, growing in up in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a senorita, you know. It's like how maybe. about you? Uh, were you a well, sen- we had, were you were you a senorito in the no, Philippines? No, not uh, no. Did, did you iron and, and did you iron and, and uh, wash your your clothes <laughs> no, in the Philippines? We we had some help. <laughs> you know, we had some help, but my uh, my grand uh, we we learned a lot of things uh, on self reliance from my from my grandparents also. Right. And my mom was a very good uh, mom, even if like she always says, you know, it's like I'm parenting you guys remotely. Yes. You know, so she. Uh, so yeah, so she did that pretty much on her own. So when we came in '84, uh, she had remarried. Wow, she had already yes. remarried, and then my parent, my grandparents, they were probably in their 60s, 70s at that time. They had lived in Alhambra, but okay. uh, so yeah, so the four, the four kids initially, we lived with my grandparents, and then eventually we, we all moved out. But we're all here in the Los Angeles area. Is your is your is your dad still walking the earth? No, your mom. No. No, they both left us sorry. within a year apart in uh, 2015 and 2016. Yeah, but they left us. They left us with very good life lessons. That's you know? nice. And I think, yeah, and I think all four, all four of us, mm-hmm. turned out to be okay. Now you and your brothers live in LA, or yeah, yeah. no one's out of state. No one is out of state. So you guys still get together? Oh, quite a bit, quite a bit. And I think when when our kids were all little, yeah. I lived in Walnut, uh, and we would just call each other on a Saturday nice. morning. It's, What's, going going on? On? What's going on? What's going on? 
<laughs> now let's yes. talk about your kids naman. Mm-hmm. Your kids are, uh, do they have their own places or yeah. are they with you? Uh, one of them has her own place in Irvine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know. I, I, that's how she started. And she, like, she go to OSU. UC Irvine. Is that why she's no, there? Oh. no, not even. She worked, she worked for a uh, guest, you know, the yes, yes, company yes, yes. guess, and she w- became a store manager. Okay. Uh, and then somehow she, her first job at guess was somewhere in Orange County and she would commute from Walnut to Orange County and somehow she got stuck. There. Made friends there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Irvine, there. Spectrum. Yeah, somewhere there. And then the other one uh, lives in Koreatown. So yes. So about close by. Months. Yeah. Where are, you, where are you still based in LA? Are you in, are you in LA still? You? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Koreatown we're in is like not... East uh, East Hollywood. Mm. Yeah. East Hollywood, Los Feliz. Right. And then the other daughter, the, the other twin, uh, went back to school. She decided to go back to school. Are you paying for school? I am paying for her FIDEM education. Oh. <laughs> Two of them decided to go so to So she's in downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, they decided. Both of them, huh? Yeah. FIDEM. One for uh, merchandise marketing. Nice. And then the other one was uh, visual, visual design, visual communications. But they uh, mm. both burned out doing that. Wow. You know, and then uh, the other one who took up visual communication, she was doing well in the industry. She was in film. She was in costumes and all that, but she burned out. She was making good money, but she was driving long distances and long hours. Okay, now I get it. So, yeah. so she burned out and said, Dad, I think I want to go back to school. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> There's still the FIDEM education. So uh, when they say they want to go back to school, does that mean, Dad, you're paying for my tuition fee? Is that no, the... No. No. They're just telling you they want to go back just to school. Just one tuition fee, but... Uh, yeah, you decide. Well, you just have to support them. You yeah. Know, even if you know you're like, well, what? I'm still right. paying that. Uh, you just have to support them. And she's taking speech language pathology. So bless her heart. You know she's going to be helping kids with uh, disabilities. That's nice. That. Because uh, that's that's a good job. My mm-hmm. my third son. Uh, what's my third son? Wait, one, two, three, <laughs> fourth son. Uh-huh. My fourth son did not talk until the age of. Three. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, Lord. Because I'm a talkative person. Mm-hmm. All the kids are talkative. And the third son would just go, oh. Oh, 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 oh. Right. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hope he's not autistic, but God mm-hmm. bless him if he is. Mm-hmm. But And then the doctor goes, why don't, I'm going to recommend a speech therapist. Mm-hmm. Right. And I go, how is that going to help? Mm-hmm. Oh, you'll see. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't learn how to talk, then we'll do we'll run some tests. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I hope he learns how to talk. So now I'm hunting that speech therapist mm. because my son wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> that was my boy <laughs> who gave you a friend. hug a while yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 that's him. Doesn't oh, stop talking. Oh wow, he's so cute. Very cute. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I'm like, oh my god, now they all are very talkative, all of them. Lumabas din yung jeans. Lumabas, yeah. Right. And so every morning I would ask him, what, what's our color today? Yellow. Why? Because um, green is good. Mm. And then there's some blue is better than green. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yellow is not good. Oh. Red is, uh, parents have to come in. Uh-huh. So you got a yellow. Oh. I go, why'd you get a yellow, baby? And he's like, because I was, I was talking. Mm-hmm. Why were you talking? Because I finished my homework early. And... And I got too excited. <laughs> uh-huh. 
But yeah. you know, I, I just go, you know what, hey, it's okay. Better talk than not talk. Right, right. Yeah. You know. So yeah. so they're in school. Mm-hmm. One, they, only one is in school. Only one is well, right. one is in yeah. school, one is two are working. Mm-hmm. Is everybody married among no, your kids? No, far far from it. Far, far from it, it because yeah. daddy doesn't want them to get married? No, not so much that, you know. It's like they they can get married on their own timetable. I think two of the three can get married. The other one, for obvious reasons, she's still in school. But what if she marries a rich guy and says, I'll pay for your education? Let's cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> but if, he, if he'll pay for the education, sure. <laughs> but he still has to be a nice guy. He still has to pass. Are you a strict dad? dad? Uh, I think I was. I okay. think in my... Uh, in my previous marriage, I think I was a bad cop. My my ex wife was a good cop, and right. I was a bad cop. Uh, I think I'm the cool dad. Now, uh, I think even back then they joked that <laughs> I'm the, uh, I'm the favorite tito of all their friends. Okay, you know, Filipino right. or otherwise. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I I'm strict because I had that strict upbringing. Yes, with my uh, with my grandparents and my parents. So what were the what was what was the law? I, I mean, I have a daughter; she's mm-hmm. four years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what was your law? Maybe I could pick out something. For you. <sighs> what was the law in the house, the Ophelia household? Well, there was there was curfew. Well, which was which was about eleven o'clock. At what age? Until high school. Really? Until they graduate from high school. So at, well, for as eight, long as it was, it was pretty much easy. You know, as long as you live in the house, it's yeah. my rules. Right. Those rules were kind of bendable too. Okay. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like I, I'm a softy also. I'm like strict, and my kids will say, "Oh, Dad, you're leaking again." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they, they got you wrapped around. Oh yeah. Do you I have think, a Do you have a favorite among the three of them? Uh no, Paco, because that's like saying, which of your five fingers do you want to cut off? You know? So, I, you can't. I just, I just tell them that the eldest is my favorite because you are the eldest. I call her the, you know, the oldest dot. I call her dot, uh-huh. you know. So, she's my favorite because you're the only eldest I have. The middle one is like, you know, you're my favorite because you're the middle there's only one middle daughter. Such, such a politician. You had to be diplomatic. You had to be diplomatic. But no, I all, I all love them. They're all very, they're all different. Even the they twins all, have different personalities. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, my, mm-hmm. my, my youngest sisters are twins. Uh, oh, yeah? So I grew up with oh. twins also. Yeah. Boys? Gr- oh, sisters. Girls, you said. yeah, sisters. Yeah. No. I hope they're not boys. No, <laughs> no I... Uh, I, I enjoy I enjoy having daughters only you know as if, if you can imagine going to boys school yeah. kindergarten and yeah. end of high school it's like oh the same you know yeah. that's why when you go to those soirees they yes, call them yes the soirees like, yeah. went there you know, yeah oh my go, god you go to the fairs yeah like, woo marriage booth that's right <laughs> kissing booth marriage booth sure yes handcuff <laughs> So, yeah, Bring it! Yeah. So when we found out that uh, we, uh, my wife back then and I were pregnant with the first one, and, uh-huh. uh, we didn't want to find out except the doctor said, uh, you know, there's a chance that you might have to terminate the pregnancy. Huh? Excuse me? What? Well, because my wife had uh, measles, I think. Oh. She contracted a little bit of oh. the measles. They said the baby might have lesions. Yes. The baby might come out with lesions. I'm like, no, 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 no. This can't happen. Second opinion. So we went with the second opinion. They said 10% chance. Right. So 
baby came out, honking nine pounder. What? Giant. What? And, I'm, and I'm tiny. You know, and wow. My, my, my is, your, is your daughter taller than you? No, or, you know, at first I thought, yeah, Miss Universe candidate, <laughs> nine pounds, you know, it's like Michelin baby. Yeah. Oh. But then, and then, uh, and then the twins were three and a half pounders. Oh, wow. But now they're all, we could be, you know, we, they could be triplets and I could be the brother. We're all the same height. Unfortunately, we're petite. <laughs> yeah. I, I say they got their mom's looks and my brains. No. <laughs> just kidding. No height. No just height. Kidding. Let's not talk about height. No, no, for the, the record, height. for the listeners, what's your oh, height? Five flat. Hey, you made it. Yeah, I made it. Yeah, I was <laughs> hoping. Four eleven. Come on. Because, because, like, um, our our uh, our friend's wife is four eleven, mm-hmm. and she hates four eleven because that's a midget status already. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. when people would. That's another thing. Mm. If you go 411, they normally get offended at 411. Right. Because why can't you even say five? Just lie. (laughs) Just say five. You know, but but the height thing, it didn't bother me at first. But, you know, hotels, working in hotels, it's an image-driven industry. Right. So I'm lucky that despite this package, that uh, my boss, my bosses, starting from the very beginning, gave me this break. Maybe something shown in me. Personality. Probably. Personality. I can Maybe. I can feel the personality. Oh, and I you. hope our listeners and our viewers can feel yeah. that too. Because you know what? A bunch of nuggets from this conversation that we're having um, is really coming out and just flowing, overflowing. And me personally, my takeaway from this one-on-one with you mm-hmm. is that if you really have the drive and the passion, mm-hmm. you can be anybody you want right. to be. Yeah. Anybody. Mm-hmm. Like what really got me interested is when you were put down by your kababayans. Right. But you know, it just glazed over you. And, oh. yeah. and look at you now. Even yeah. like even your ex-wife, everything she said just glazed over you. <laughs> yeah. You know. but, no, but, but I mean, you're driven. Eh? You're driven. Right. And off cam, I told you that I I buckled during one of my relationships. I I looking back in hindsight, dun din pala uuwe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now I, uh, I I was there was a time I was, I was questioning myself: Should I have buckled? Mm-hmm. Should I have picked career over what was given me mm-hmm. and all that stuff, you know? But I guess God, God always has a plan for, for all of us, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And all that. And I guess what, what, I, what I'm seeing in you, which is why I'm also inspired, is there's not just one chance, but there are chances as long as you keep at it. Yeah, yeah. And in your case, mm-hmm. the one thing that I want the viewers and the listeners to take away also is what you said. You never forced anything, even when you were in sales. Hindi mm-hmm. ka hard sell. Yeah. And sometimes in life, pag trying hard ka, mm-hmm. lalo ka na papahamak eh, right. di ba? Yeah. 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 And that's the one thing to uh, reconnecting with my faith. I think that was a turning point because uh, I had been separated already for like four years and then I reconnected with my faith. At that point, I, I hadn't forgiven my ex-wife yet. You know, I didn't forgive her probably until, oh, well, maybe like a year later. 
when she called me and said, can we meet? Ooh. Can we meet somewhere? Because I'm having problems with the kids. Because though, uh, the kids weren't receptive to her having a boyfriend already. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. Let's and at this meet. time you were already doing the... I was doing the church, the thing, church thing, you know, where one of the things they tell you, you have to learn how to forgive. Right. So I, I agreed, okay, let's meet at some neutral place. And uh, on the way there, I was like praying. It's like, Lord, please, you know, yes. please teach me what to say. Because I can have an acid tongue also. Yes. You know, I can, I can be... Plus, there's resentment. Yeah, yeah. Or you think that's, you have. Yeah, that's why I'm like, right. please, Lord, don't let me say anything, you know, really bad. Because I, you know, I can be very patient. I can be very nice. I heart, It takes a lot for me to get really mad. But when I do get mad... You know, it's not good. Yes. So that's what I was praying for, that I don't say anything stupid. And uh, so when we spoke, you know, that's what she says. Like, they, they have a hard time with this. And maybe it's probably because you don't have a girlfriend yet. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? Oh, I'm, I'm enjoying, you know, life Single the way it blessedness. is. Single blessedness and all that. But uh, we got through the conversation and I, I didn't say anything, you know, Untoward, I was very nice to her, and at that point, I said, "Oh, I've learned to forgive it, forgive her, and let everything go, because that's all you do. You know, you just uh, leave everything up to the Lord." Uh, and it was the same thing when I was in between jobs. It's like after ten months, I'm like, "Okay, this is getting uncomfortable. You know, this is a little too much." I, so I, I said, "Maybe three months, four months, but ten months." You know, so uh, I, I just kept praying, you know, and at some point I'm like, Lord, are you still listening to me? Pagod ka ba listening to me? But I just thought of it as, you know, with each passing day that I don't have that job yet, you're one day closer to finding that job. And uh, I started going to the cathedral every day because if I, did, I lived close to the cathedral, right. about less than a mile and then I would just wake up in the morning and just watch Golf Channel and whatever. So I said, let me just go to church every day at noon. Because if I didn't do that, I won't get up. Okay. I won't get up from my bed. And so I would go to church. And then uh, there was a time that I had an interview for a job. I said, yeah, thank you, Lord. So I went to church and they went to the Blessed Sacrament Chapel at uh, the cathedral. Yeah. So I'm praying there. And all of a sudden, this bright light just shone. To the altar? On, on the yeah, altar. on yeah. the altar. And like I looked behind me. There's nothing there. There's no light. There's no oh. like, light fixture to shine light on the, yeah. on the cross. And I asked a, a friend who was with me, I'm like, Sister, do you see that light? It's like, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had goosies, goosebumps. Of course. You know, it's like, okay, this is a sign. You know, this is a sign that, uh, you know, maybe I'll do well with this interview. And sure enough, I got the job, you know. And uh, so, yeah, ten, 10 months later. But the moral of the story is that, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. You know, just when you think he's not listening, he is. Yes. Just when you think he's not there, he is. Just trust him. And I, at that point, I said, I'll, Lord, I leave everything up to you. Amen. You know, and uh, and then I think that's that's been my mantra ever since. And also the other mantra I have is, if it's not the end of the world, it's not the end of the world. So <laughs> any problems, it's like just take it easy, lift it that's up to true. the Lord. You know, all of a sudden we get all religious here. Getting ah. getting religious is part of it, and yeah. and I'm glad that we're 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 actually talking about mm-hmm. this because we have to put the 
horse before the cart. Right. Yeah. In this case, mm-hmm. we have to put God above mm-hmm. all. And, um, you know, I'm not being, I'm not offended by people who don't believe in God. And mm-hmm. I expect the same from, right. from, uh, from people who don't believe in God not to be offended that right. I believe in God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I goes around, comes yeah. around, right? right. So um, fair, fair, yeah. and and you know, it's it's very inspirational that you've done this because now, how did that translate to your kids when your kids found out that you've gone to prayer meetings, that you've built a relationship with the Lord? Did they go what? <laughs> no, I think because we were always uh, we were always you would say religious, like I said. You know, going to uh, Catholic school, and then I was an altar server. Mm. And even when uh, when we lived in West Covina, uh, the kids went to St. Martha's School there. So Catholic school also. Catholic school yeah. also, and we were involved. I at least I was involved with with the church. Right. So they would always see that. We'd always go every Sunday. But I don't. The difference I think is that I did not have that relationship, with a God. meaningful relationship with God. That one on one, yeah. Right. And uh, when I met my wife, she is into it too. Okay, before uh, that, mm-hmm. before we go to your current wife, mm-hmm. when you when you sat down, and I know you talked about this a while ago, but when you sat down with your ex-wife mm-hmm. to talk about your kids, oh. at that point you already had a one-on-one relationship, a personal relationship with God, right? Not it yet. was a relationship, but it wasn't a close personal relationship. Because you were just starting. Yeah, you, it's like you're just going through the motions. And then when 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 uh, when that episode of your life, mm-hmm. when you got over that, mm-hmm. like a big lump from your chest right. just yeah. disappeared. Right. Yep. Did it bring? Did it bring you closer to the Lord? Yes. Yes, it did. Because yes, before it's like you go to church. You know, you go to church one hour in a Sunday. Yeah, like, that's okay? it. Okay. Uh, you pray, but it's pretty much hollow, you know. But now when I pray, it's like I'm talking to, to yeah. him. Yeah, amen. Know? Sometimes I fall asleep talking oh, yeah. to yeah. him. But yeah. what, what better way, di ba? Exactly. It's like, pagkasama mo, daddy mo, di ba, matutulog ka na, magkakweto ka, gamama, right. nakatulog ka na sa arms yeah. ng tatay yeah. mo. Or... Yeah, and I just say, oh no, nagdadasal lang ako ng mata imtim. So yeah. Sleep, but... Parang ano, parang, you know, you guys know what to do, right? If If you're at work and you have your eyes closed and you're trying to... Take a nap, yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And your boss catches you behind mm-hmm. your desk, slumped, mm-hmm. eyes closed, taking a nap. Right. When your boss taps you, hey, 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 Dennis, wake up. Para hindi ka mahalata, you, what you do is you stand up straight, right? And then you actually say, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. There you go. No, no. But, but that, uh, no, but that changed everything. I, I think when the kids, uh, when I told them that I was involved in yeah. the church. I, I don't know what they were thinking, you know, because... Did you ever wonder? They, that, did what, I ever wonder... What they were thinking? Uh, yeah. No, prob- probably not, because they knew that if I was religious, my mom and my grandparents were even more but religious. But this is not you being religious. This is you having a relationship yeah. with... Yeah, you're not. You're not just going through the motions of Sunday. No, not anymore. Meron ka ng Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday... Not at any time, but at will. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I ask is my son, my son hated me. My firstborn hated mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. of the, when I was going to, right. through my dark phase, mm-hmm. I brought him with it and it kind of messed up his teenage life. Mm-hmm. And then like a couple of years ago, he actually came up to me and we, we, f- we patched things up and he actually said, wow, you know what? 
your relationship mm-hmm. with Christ is mm-hmm. is a good thing not only for you but for me mm-hmm. and you. Oh, see, there we go. Do not want to and and I, I think that's that's something we we think we think that it's nothing, but right. That's when I realized, oh my God, my kids. We're and, actually, bring it my, 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 and my kids are actually looking up mm-hmm. to me. And you have girls. Right. I only have one and I'm so scared. <laughs> That's why this podcast is pretty much for me and other dads who are buying guns right. because they have girls. Right, right. Oh, it, it was hard. You know, growing up with, uh, with three daughters, it was funny. It was. It was? I, uh, oh, with three daughters. Do tell. Uh, why is it funny? Uh, you know, when we would commute to work, when we lived in West Covina, they were still going to school in L.A. So we would drive, I would drive them to work and we'd be in the carpooling and I'd see them, they're all like sleeping. And when they're awake, why are we listening to the same top 40 radio station where, you know, right. it's the same 10 songs? Oh my God, you're the only boy in the house. I was the only boy in the house. Even our, well, it's me and the dog. Oh, you know, so yeah, the dog yeah, and I would go outside. So the, the dog is a boy. The dog is a boy. Thank oh, goodness yeah. for that. But yes, when it's that time. Oh, yes. All yes. Sabay sabay pa. Uh huh. Then, okay, come on, trip. Let's go outside. And we just stare at each other. It's like, oh. When they're going? PMSing. Right. That's yeah, bad, right? And, and it follows. It's, it's, you know, they're on the same yes, schedule, the same cycle. cycle. Yeah. Yeah. But no, the, 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 the girls are, are funny. I enjoyed, especially the part I was telling Mike this. I think my favorite was when I was helping coach their soccer and, and basketball yeah. team. Because you're like the soccer dad, you yeah. know, got the van and all that. That was fun. And, and all their girlfriends, because being used to boys, it's like, oh, this is nice. This is refreshing for a change. You know, all the girls with the cute stuff and, yeah, 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 and yeah. everything, you know, for, for the longest time. I, Very well, emotional. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That when I they like. get to the yeah. When they get to the teen years and they're uh, all emo. Um, oh. But now now they're, they're all good now. You know, I would, I, I would ask someone before, I would ask my friends, like, you know that thing they say about girls? It's like, when does the light switch just turn on? When does it just turn on? And he was like, no, there's no particular age yeah. or time. It just happens. That maturity thing. Yeah, yeah, that maturity thing. But now they're all pretty mature. And no, I don't regret having three girls because nice. it was wacky. It was funny. We go through our Britney Spears, uh, Spears <laughs> stage or Christina Aguilera. And even now they are still Backstreet Boys oh, fans. Yeah. And, yeah. I just saw the Backstreet Boys. Uh, no, that was a year ago. It was nice. It yeah. was nice. Yeah, they're all... I was uh, one of the girls. <laughs> you, I, yeah, I was like that, you know. I accompany them, all the girls yeah. and all that. No, so so it, it's good having three girls. And when, when they first had boyfriends, how was that? Oh, uh, that was tough. That was tough. I had a hard time letting go. Like, Why, Why would you let go? They're not getting married. They were just having boyfriends. Uh, but how was the it? thing. Okay, what how was it? Thing? How old were they? How old was uh, your eldest? The eldest... When she had her first boyfriend. I think she might That you know of. That I know of. <laughs> Oh, the eldest was a handful, but but funny. I think she had a boyfriend. Oh, I don't know, maybe sophomore year, oh, junior year. Ouch! And it's like, oh, dad, I'm going out with Tim. And you figured out, you knew that you smelled boyfriend. Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, I can smell. You know, yeah. You know us, and and my daughter's four years old. I was looking at the five year old kid. I was, stay away from my daughter. That's right. But no, I, I gave them the benefit of the doubt. Really? Know? Yeah, yeah. But just be back by X time. Oh, yeah. But uh, no, there was one time, uh, 
one of the twins was already in her 20s, probably. Uh. But, uh, but she lived with us for a little bit. And then she came home at like 7 o'clock in the morning. <gasps> 7 o'clock in the morning. So I was like, daughter, where were you last night? Right. It's like, excuse me, dad, I don't think I need to answer that question. Ooh. You know, it's like, oh, okay. I, th- I think at that point, I had let go. And my, uh, my, my now wife, she's been very good with this thing. And so she's she a good along. cop. She's, yeah, she's a good cop. And, you know, she, <laughs> I'm still the bad cop, you know, but she puts it in a different perspective. Right. She puts it in perspective. Now, look, you know, they're, the kids are whatever their age is. And, you know, it's all good now. It's like, okay. So are yeah. you, have you moved on? I have moved on. I have moved on. And that's good for you, right? Because yeah. it doesn't. It's one less thing to worry about. Yeah, exactly. You know, you have, we have, you have work to worry about. Yeah. You have the kids to worry about. Uh, I know that they're gainfully employed. I know that the, the one who's going to school is striving really hard to get that degree of hers. So I think, you know, I think we're in good hands. And I think it all comes back to, to me getting reconnected with faith. You know, and uh, I think that was the big thing that my, my now wife and I share that you know, that relationship yes. with God and all of the friends around us. Same, mm-hmm. right? It's important. Very that, important. Yeah, that uh, all your friends, you know, uh, all our friends, or most of them anyway, you know, are a part of that church. So I'm at church like Fridays. Why not? Why not, right? What better way to start the weekend? Yes. You know, thank, thank God yes. for what he's given you, Monday yes. through Friday, oh. and start the weekend off. Right. So how is work? Work is good. I still work in hotels. You know, it's it's less stressful. It's uh, is it more of like a commercial hotel now, or is it still like the Sunset Marquee? No, it's 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 more mid market, down market. But it's, what does uh, that mean when you say mid market? It doesn't have the bells and whistles like a, a Sunset Marquee or okay. a Four Seasons has. It's it, it doesn't have any of that. But really? it addresses. There is a niche for everybody. Yeah. You know, there is a hotel for everybody. Some people can afford. You know. A five-star hotel. Some people have five-star tastes, but a budget for a three-star right. hotel. So, so I think it's uh, if there's one thing that my former boss told me is when I asked him, I asked my former boss. I said, you know, uh, I'm director of sales and marketing now here at the Sunset. What advice can you give me? And he said he just said two things. He said, Dennis, know your clients and know your market, know your property. Okay. Because if you know your property, that's 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 the easy part. You know your you know what you have, but you have to know your clients so that you're not just aiming, you know, like going into a forest, just aiming aimlessly at the shotgun. Yeah, not the shotgun. You have to do. You have to have precision. Yeah. So you have to have like a laser-like focus. Right. Know your know your uh, know your clients. So don't go after clients who can only afford. One hundred dollars. Right. If you know your property, you know uh, can get two hundred dollars. Right. right. So you just have to know that, so you don't waste your time. So did it take a while for you to know this? Uh, no, because I had very good mentors. You know, nice. I had very good mentors. Uh, when I was a sales manager, I looked up to this guy uh, and my general manager, who said, "You know, know your product and know your clients." Because at the end of the day, whether you're working for a five-star, you know, resort. Or a three-star hotel, that's still the aim, is yeah. to know, the, know your product and know your, your clients. And have the passion for, for what you do. Know your clients, know your, know your property. Yeah, 
and if you're if you're just in it, you know, to work because it's just work for you, you're just going through the motions. Find something, find something that you're passionate about and go for it. You know, that's that's pretty much it. I just try to simplify everything in my life. This is this is very good. We'll leave it at that, huh? Because the reason why, uh, um, again, again, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Because my pleasure. Because that that what your what your former boss told you: know your clients, know your property. Mm-hmm. Translates so well to us musicians. It's mm-hmm. like know your know your niche, right? Know your music. Mm-hmm. You can't play heavy metal to. Old people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Oh, I mean, oh yeah, yeah. It just makes perfect sense. Right. And thank you. We'll have you back, huh? Because sure, anytime. Because um, we were We were supposed to talk about um, what happens behind the sunset marquee, <laughs> but I think this is more interesting now that yeah. people know who you are. It's <laughs> nice to have sense. you back for for more for anytime. more of Dennis Afilania. And thank you. Thank you, Dennis. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless. We'll do it again. Guys, please don't forget to subscribe, to like, to share, and to comment. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mike Abad, thank you for introducing me to Dennis Ophelene. I really appreciate it. JJ Brent Camino, our producer for this show. Thank you very much. Until the next podcast. I'm your host. This is the Paco and Paco Chaga podcast. Goodbye. I know you're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, device and base fans, parking. Yeah, yeah, yeah.